0: Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry and you've caught me on my way home from work today and I wanted to talk with you guys about this amazing, amazing idea that I heard about this program that I really am praying about that I can somehow make this work in my school. So any chance that I get to have professional learning, I'm always taking it because you never know, one, who you're going to meet. <laughs> you know, making connections with people is really important. Number two, it's like resources galore. Like You're there to learn from experts and hear, you know, tried and true activities that people have been doing and they're just so excited to share. So. I pretty much love professional development. And when I was given an opportunity to go to a library convention, um, yes, you know me uh, <laughs> and how much I love books. Okay, so I go to the session, and I am very, v- I feel very, very strongly about this topic. And this is one of the reasons why I was super excited about going yesterday, is because they were talking about diversity. Um, diverse books and it being intentional about it and not only just being intentional but putting it into practice so we talked about what are your good intentions well then good intentions aren't good enough it's great to have good intentions but how are you acting on these things and we talked about authors and responsibility and I'm all about this life y'all you know that I write diverse characters Um, I want to provide access which is for characters to exist in the world for my students and, and readers. And you know I also care about accessibility. And I also write, um, for example, I, I wrote a young man with autism, with severe autism in my books before. Like, I am always looking for character um Inclusion here so that way um, people can just take one of my books and have a different point of view or have an experience. That they might not find somewhere else or just in my unique way, whatever. Okay, I'm very big about diverse books for my students too because I feel like my library in my classroom needs to reflect my learners. They need to be able to see themselves on the covers, they need to be able to identify with the characters. So I'm always looking for diverse reads. I'm constantly um, switching out my shelves, I'm giving books away. I can't tell you how many books that I've given away. I don't just give away The Hobbit. I give away Matt de la Pena. I'm constantly looking for authors um, in the diverse markets, so that way I can increase my list. Um, That's one of the um, resources that my librarian got yesterday was up and coming list and she's got a ton of lists with all of their thematic uh, subjects. And so, we've got a lot from this workshop yesterday. So, while I was sitting in one of the sessions, and this one was the equity session. It was like, oh, it was um, equity with intention to practice. I think that was the name of it. Um, Not diversity. It was equity to intention. Okay. Um, Anyway... She talked about a program that she started, and she would be willing to help other schools get it started, and and so I'm going to contact her, Um, but I want to ask you guys to pray for me about it. Um, It's something that I've heard before. Um, I was at a keynote speaker for my grant that I won, and um, my principal went with me, and it was this really big honor to be able to be around all of these other educators. And we got a guy in from Texas who's written books. He was a principal, an author, and he shares the stories of school. And they did the same thing. And said, this was not the first time I'd heard about Scholastic Warehouse. Um, He talked about how he gave his teachers money for them to go to Scholastic Warehouse to pick out books for their kids. And all of their kids in their school got books. And, I mean, that's such a powerful thing. Now i am not saying scholastic book fairs are wrong i am saying that scholastic book fairs are not equitable okay if you are in a classroom and you do not have the money you don't go get shopping done um or if you do you oftentimes have to go and sit in the tables while you watch your classmates buy things and because i come from a poor background in a poor community I know how all that feels and I also have seen the looks on kids faces and I have slipped them money and I make sure that they have book fair money I make sure they're walking out of there with a book and a book that they choose not just at the dollar table or something like that so I love that You know, schools can bring these really pretty shiny books there because maybe kids don't get to go to a bookstore. Okay? That happens, too. You just, seriously, guys, I'm talking public schools 2020. Um, These kids are not going to Barnes & Noble. Um, They're not going to Books-A-Million. And, you know, if they're lucky, if they're at, you know, if they're going to Target and then Target's got the bookcases, they're not going and stopping in that section. Okay, so I'm not exaggerating this. I'm just speaking facts. So when I heard about Scholastic Warehouse was near to me, I was like, what? Like, we have one? Oh, yes. I love this place. And I'm like, okay. So then I wrote that down to investigate Scholastic Warehouse. Then I want to do the True Book Fair concept that this other librarian, she did at her school. And she made it set it up just like a book fair she bought all of the books from scholastic warehouse and had books donated and i'm not talking about used torn books Um, i'm talking about new books donated and kids can go in and they can pick two books now i've been trying to think about how this can work um i got my freshman count yesterday I mean, I was texting people right away. Well, how many is in our freshman class again? I thought we had a little bit more. Um, And I was like, well, if, you know, if we've got 550 in our freshman class and then I'm needing, you know, to do this, like how much money do I need? And so it's always that bottom line of money. But it would be so powerful to allow my students to shop for books and get their own books at a library book fair. And it would be called the true book fair and it would be modeled after what this middle grades librarian is doing at her school now she pitched all of this um, with an understanding that her principal was giving her the money and her school was a small alternative school with a very small population of students so that's where i'm in prayer about this Um, I contacted someone from Central Office while I was in the meeting. I'm texting, finding our numbers. I'm, I'm emailing um, someone I know who cares about access and who cares about equity. And I'm like, can we do this somehow? How can I do this? How can I make this work? Um, and so I'm, I'm on here talking to you guys about this because I need prayer. And prayer can open doors. And we can get books. And so I go to work this morning. So I had the workshop yesterday. I go to work this morning. And I was praying yesterday about brand new books. Um, I go to work. I enter into the office and they say, "Oh, you've got a box. We don't know who it's from." And I'm like, "Oh, so I thought it was for a grant that I wrote to get our special needs classes coffee gear. I thought maybe something else had come in. Um, we got them aprons and hats and name tags, so now they're official coffee business attire to go along with our coffee business. Um, so I thought it was that, and so I go running around." so I can, you know, make this class happy, and I open it up, and it is a gigantic box of brand new books, and this is how prayer works, and not only were they brand new books, they were diverse books, because this person knows me, and they wrote, cleaning off my office shelves, I thought about you. And they signed their name and they sent me a free gift box of beautiful, hardbacks, um, popular titles, spanking new books. And I said, Lord, I said, you know, I prayed about this yesterday and I've already got one box of books. Now that one box of books would be enough for my kids in my classroom to be able to get two books, okay? Um, and so I could start with my classroom if nothing else. Now, the idea of what I loved about the True Book Fair is that not only in the fall of the year, they got two books. In the spring of the year, they had a book night with parents. They had a a True Book Fair book night. Parents could come out with their kids, and if you showed up, you got a ticket to get a free book. But you could bring your siblings, and so this is what I do. I encourage my students to check out library books to read to their two- and three-year-olds. I've got every student in my class has, like, no, I'm not exaggerating, like, five to eight siblings that live in their household, except one student's an only child, So, I taught with them about they need to be the leader in literacy in their home, and they need to bring the joy of books home to their their babies in their rooms, and, and, you know, read to their two-year-old, you know, sister who came out to my awards program. So cute. Like, read to your babies at home, and so... They've been doing that. I'm so tickled about that because it's not just about them reading. It's about finding the joy in reading again, and then they'll want to read more, even if that means they're reading Stella Luna. Um, when my student read Stella Luna to the special needs class, and he's never read aloud before. And he read that whole book and he would say, oh, this is long. Then he would turn the page and he would read. He would say, oh, this is long. And then when he finished, he walked back to his desk and he said, is my face red? To one of his friends. Um, I was so proud of him that day. I will never forget that day. That day is cemented in my heart. Okay, I'm going to cry. But I want them to have books. I want my kids to have books. Brand new books. And books for them. And I'm praying about it because I got my first box of books today. So, I just have to just lean into the Lord and say, Lord, you know, if you want this for our school, you know, I know that you'll open up those doors. Um, I'm going to continue to put phone calls in. I'm going to continue to ask for some favors. I'm going (laughs) to, hey, do you have any books? Do y'all have any arcs? Um, I'm going to start like... Talking with publishers for ARCs. Um, There are some ways maybe that I could, you know, talk with some people. And let's have our own True Book Club. So, I'm definitely going to contact Rick Reardon's publishing company. um, Because he publishes diverse books. So, there's like, okay, like really guys, just be in prayer with me about this. If you have any connections where you know that people would donate new books to a school... Um, Just let me know. Email me, jenlowrywrites at gmail.com. And let's try to get this tree book fair going for 550 freshmen. So that's what, that's a lot of books. I know. I hear what you're saying. I agree. But I serve a mighty big God. Um, I just felt really convicted when I was in there. And it reminded me growing up. And I was like, Lord... So, you all know I'm sentimental. And I cannot tell you enough about public libraries and how public library impacted my life in a profound way. And that's, you know, I'm thankful. Like, so for today in class, my boy goes, can I go to the library? I got to change my book out. What's so cool about it is that he's not just going to a school library. He's going to a community library. So, my school actually has a public library. So, he gets tons of access books um, and I'm like you know don't forget you know you love your graphic novels go see what you can find they might have some new things on the shelf since the last time you went in and so they're going and him and his friend they were both going getting books and they were coming back in first thing instead of walking to their desk my two boys walked to me and said look what I checked out look what I got now, I'm going to tell you, there is the stereotype about boys, and they say boys don't read. That is a stereotype, and that needs to be broken, um, and we can break it in our classes. All we have to do is connect them with the right book all we have to do is introduce them back into the joy of reading and give them the access and teach them words matter and when we teach them that then they'll go on their own they'll be the ones asking and so i'm so glad that i have a year with them because yes it might have taken you know some months here. But I still have a few more months with them left before I send them off to 10th grade. And I'm really trying to be as impactful as I can as a teacher. So if it's only to gift my babies with free books, then, you know, I'll go out and I'll get books for each one of them too and wrap them up. But I'm telling you, like, if I could do this for the freshman class to where every kid could get a book, oh my gosh. if every kid could pick out two books like please like really like new books so you can see where my mind is right now i just want to get books into the hands of kids and that's what i told you when i go to book events and i'm carrying hobbits Like, I'm not just passing them out and then saying, buy my book, there's a catch. You don't buy my book, that's okay. You might not like my genre, but you can read another book, and here's one you can read. If you like fantasy, you don't want to read Lyric, but you want to read The Hobbit, here you go, which we're reading The Hobbit again in 2020. Sam has already asked after we finished The Goblet of Fire. The Goblet of Fire is like 700 and some pages. We're on like 180 or something like that in homeschool. So we've got us um, some miles to go before we reach the end of Harry Potter. God lit a fire. But when we finish, then we'll move on. And we'll probably cycle back into The Hobbit again. Um, that's fine if my son wants to do a reread of that. I don't complain. I read Pride and Prejudice every year of my life. That's something that I've been doing for more years. I read it once a year um, since I discovered it as an adult. Um and it's one of my favorite books ever so I do read that one every year so might as well just add The Hobbit to it now you know how I feel about The Hobbit Um, but I just want books in the hands of kids Now, I take my kids to thrift stores all the time. We are going to Goodwill, and we're getting books. I'm taking them to Dog-Eared Books, and we are getting dollar books. I love Dog-Eared Books. It's my favorite bookstore. I'm having an event there on Saturday. If you guys have not followed their Facebook page, find Dog-Eared Books. Follow them. Um, You're going to be able to see me. I'm going to be reading on Saturday an excerpt from my book. Um, I'm going to be highlighting bridges to start us off with the trilogy because the audiobook is almost done my uh, narrator got on last night and said she should not have stayed up late but it was very emotional she's near the end and she had to keep guys i'm telling y'all that book is my heart y'all love me some bridges Can i cannot wait for you guys to get a hold of that audiobook book or get a hold of that trilogy the trilogy is already out and i love to see when my sales are coming in and it's not bridges it's crossings or then it's tides. And I'm like, okay, they're working through this trilogy. They're getting through this trilogy. Um, that's what's really cool about writing series work is that you, you see your numbers, you know, in book three. And you're going, mm-hmm, they had to come back. They had to see what was going on with Jasleen and Seth. Um, but I, I, do, I do, guys, I, I can't tell you how much... You know writing diverse characters for me that matters to my boys that matters to my nephews that matters to my family that matters to my sister-in-law I can list the people that it matters to it's gonna matter to my future grandchildren I'm not just writing these books just because I'm writing them because it's reflective of my family and I want to use the gifts that the Lord gave me to allow them to have books that are like mirrors to them so you know i'm praying that i will continue to go down this route um, that the lord will continue to bless me with um, characters that will speak to my family and speak to others that um, need to have representation so well all right guys i love y'all just pray for me about this true book fair concept um we could, you know, we can call it, you know, the book love, book love fair or like there's so many things. I'm, I'm not going to even go there. I'm not going to get my hopes up and name everything. Um, I'm gonna try to follow it under the true book fair and just, you know, just keep praying that doors will open and books will come. So, and new books and diverse books. Um, so if you guys know any, um, authors out there, um, that have art copies, And they want to give some books to donate some books. If they write diverse books for young adults, um, even some that levels that are middle grades for our large EL and special ed population, um, middle grades would work too. And, um, And I love you guys. Just keep praying. All right. Bye.